He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined on this glorious, lovely, hilarious Thursday morning. It's a little gloomy in L.A. No, it's uh, not it's glorious yet. It's a little beautiful gloomy. where I am. It oh, is all right. Just, I mean, it is. I mean, it's from where humid. you're sitting, it's humid as shit, and and all of that stuff. But it's hilarious, and all that right. made, that brings a, a smile to my face. So. Uh, we today are going to be breaking down everything that went down yesterday, which um, if you were tuning in live to Jason Timph in my conversation, I did hear that. Yeah, you saw our live reactions to uh, everything that went down. That sure was exciting. Shout out to I, I just really quick, quick, quick detour here. Mm-hmm. Jason creates content, mm-hmm. has an, a, a very popular NBA feed for the volume. Very easily could have said, hey, man, this is a huge story. I have to dip and get my content up on the air as quickly as possible. Um, And I wouldn't have held it against him. At the very least, I would have gotten a message saying like, hey, can we go like, you know, 10, 20 minutes less than we were planning? But no, didn't get anything. He was gracious as always. So shouts to Jason for that. You can, uh, again, check out that entire conversation here on YouTube. Uh, or you can sc- subscribe to the pod feed everywhere that you get your pods. I thought that was, um, you know, given that we just got that information live, fairly insightful, I would say. Um, yeah, I thought you yeah, that child did well. But I think now that we've had a little bit more time to sit and think about it, Aaron and I are going to break it down from uh, every angle. And most importantly, seeing as this is a Lakers feed and we are in the Lakers lounge, what it means for the Los Angeles Lakers. So, uh, Aaron, I want to ask you this first. Okay. Um, look, this is like groundbreaking. That was a groundbreaking day yesterday for the NBA. The ripples, uh, the ripples for, 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 for how everything went down, um, are, I think going to be felt for like the next four or five years, I would say at least, unless, things are a disaster in Milwaukee, which I don't think they're going to be. I think Damon and Giannis fit really well together. Um, But Giannis not going to be asking for a trade. I don't think anytime soon again, even, even though things were kind of heading in that direction. We'll see. Um, Damian Lillard, I think is probably going to be fairly happy, even though he doesn't go to Miami. Um, We'll see. This flies in the face of recent precedent that stars just get to go wherever it is that they want to go. Um, And, and I think is one of the first steps as that pendulum swings back towards more even footing uh, in the power dynamic between stars and players and more specifically owners. Um, I just think that yesterday was, was a kind of foundational day uh, across the NBA and we, we will, and we have talk about the basketball angles of all of this. But I think, like culturally, this is about as 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 significant as is it, as it is in any other real way. Um, 
Yes. I mean, uh, there were, as we talked about, there were some differences um, in this case, as opposed to previous cases, the main one being, well, two, the main one being uh, how many years were left. So that was mm -hmm. one, like, that, that was that was one, like, arrow in the quiver that Dame didn't have that a lot of these other ones, Anthony Davis, um, for example, James Harden, for example, Kyrie, for example, have had. Um, Durant didn't have that. Yeah, but you know what Kevin Durant had? He's Kevin fucking Durant. That's what and Kevin just, Durant had. But I, I, I think that's where this becomes interesting, though, right? Because Dame Lillard think... is Dame Lillard's really damn good. He's not Kevin fucking Durant. But that's what I mean, though, is that like I think we just kind of found the line. The line in the sand is Damian Lillard. Like at, at least for now, right? Like the, the line he, in the he sand is, is Dame if you don't have if you if you it, Dame would have gone to my, if he had one year left and everybody was actually afraid of him walking if they, mm -hmm. they traded for him, then you would have, then he would have been in Miami. And frankly, if Miami had made their best offer to begin with, he'd probably be in Miami. Um, I don't, Miami Heat fans would like you to believe that this was just spite their offer. What they got is not any better. It's, it's just, it. of course it is. Um, <laughs> but they're, 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 they're sad. They were, they were yelling at all of us on Twitter for, two months and now they're now they're heartbroken i i mean maybe you're right though i guess we'll see did i mention is... it's lovely outside like did i mention <laughs> it's just like a super nice day i mean you know what's funny is i like kind of like the heat like the organization and, and all of that but i found myself and i usually don't root but i found yeah. myself rooting against them because i thought that of all the so entities obnoxious. how they handled this i thought yeah the combination of Miami heat fans slash Miami heat fans slash journalists in quotations. I thought they handled this like so poorly and look, Twitter's not a real place. So maybe most of the, I'm but it sure was columns. It was, there were columns and Levitard was going on the air. And so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't, it just, it was gross. It wasn't yeah. great. And so to, to stick it to them a little bit, I do see why the sun is shining a little brighter for you today. So um, nice out. I don't 85. root. I don't root, but I do think the, the you know the, whatever the graph the fuck around and find out yeah. graph is. I do think it is meaningful in the NBA that the Heat fucked around and they found out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think and as you guys talked about yesterday, if they were trying to save stuff for uh, if they didn't want to trade everything for uh, for Dame, I don't think they had enough. Even if they included everything, I don't think they had enough. But if they were trying to include, save some things, not trade everything, so that they had everything to trade for Giannis, you know, keep your powder dry, as they say, keep yeah. the kitty full, as they say. Well, that whatever the likelihood that Giannis was going to want to go somewhere else, as of yesterday, it is diminished. I don't know. It's, it's not necessarily gone. It'll be interesting um, when when they have media day on Monday and Giannis has to speak to people. Um, well, he's been speaking to people, but as he has to answer questions yeah. that are maybe not fluff pieces, uh, long form interviews, he will be he's eligible to sign an extension. So he will have to answer the question, hey, are you going to sign the extension? He's going to say no. Um, I don't think that necessarily means he wants to go, but financially, it doesn't make much sense for him to do so. He could demonstrate to the organization his commitment if he he's been talking about everybody's commitment to winning. 
he can demonstrate his. So I don't think it means he's he's leaving. Um, but if you're Miami, not only did you not get Dame, whatever percentage chance you had at getting Giannis is diminished because the likelihood that he goes on the market is diminished. It was such a checkmate move from Milwaukee. Like, I mean, and, and, it's a checkmate <clears throat> move. It's a checkmate move from Portland, really. Well, but like. Portland isn't invested in keeping Giannis in Milwaukee like that. It, it, and nope, and it if seems like maybe they're invested in it, not going Miami's way. Well, yeah, because Pat tried to strong arm them into oh. like into a shitty deal. And, and, and like, that's a part of this checkmate Portland. Yeah. I, I, this is the part of it. And I think this is kind of an older executive approach um, or like, you know, icons from yesteryear approach again like i compared it to the way that magic handled things with dell dems and unfortunately called dell dale dems the whole time that i was talking about it but what with happened? so did magic magic um, probably I, no, it, no they were they never even i'm not even sure they ever got on the phone yeah but like magic tried to strong arm the pelicans into a deal and it took literally a complete change in both the heads of that organization for those two teams to get back together and, and, and meet at the negotiating table again. And, and I think like that to that to me, if we're talking about like grand messages here to take away from it, I think the number one here for me is don't like overplay your position. These teams are still going to be looking for value whenever their player, especially a player as popular as Damian Lillard. Like this is, he means so much more to the Blazers than he is going to mean to Miami and even than he is going to mean to Milwaukee. He's just an icon in that city. And yeah. the fact, and the idea that like Portland was just going to trade him for, uh, who is it? Nikola Jovic, not Jokic. No, Jovic wasn't even offered. But I'm just saying like the, the, the idea that like my, cause I, th that was the point that I kept making or that I kept hearing is that like, you know, Miami thinks Jovic can be Danilo Gallinari in a couple of years. And I'm like, cool. oh, I don't care. Yeah, cool. Why would I care about that? Like, oh, well you can get, a, you know, I mean, Tyler Hero's worth a first. Yeah. Take him, even if you don't want him, take him Portland. Yeah. He's worth a first. And okay, you'll be able okay, to spin Miami, him for all kinds of stuff. You go get a first to? for him then. Yeah. And, and, and I just, I just thought, you know, and eventually, and this is the, this is the part that Miami pundits are are taking for spite is that eventually portland just said all right go fuck yourselves then we're not talking to you yeah sure. we aren't gonna send him to you you're right and 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 eventually you wait long enough and some team is going to get desperate now is this is the smartest thing that that uh, my or that uh, Portland did I no think problem. is yep. is just wait wait for somebody to get desperate I enough I told you last week the NBA changes all the time. Yeah. Well, and, and, and when Giannis, somebody else, yeah, go ahead. When Giannis started kind of turning that screwdriver a little bit, right, and tightening those screws a little bit, and saying like, "Hey, I am, I, I, I am a Milwaukee Buck. I love being a Milwaukee Buck, but I'm a winner." And he started turning those screws, and he started turning those screws, and and that ownership group, which is, I believe, fairly new, right? Mark Lazary just bought out. Um, he sold, he sold his, his stake in it. Yes. Yeah. It just sold out. Yeah. And, and so like that, that group said like, well, we can't lose this guy. We cannot lose this guy. How can we keep him? 
And the way that we keep him actually is by going out and getting the guy that, by the way, Giannis picked first overall in the NBA All-Star uh, weekend last year. With Drew um, as an option. Yeah. Drew sitting right there like, oh, fuck. I wonder how Portland is. Um, we'll talk about Drew here in a little bit. But but yeah, I just thought I just thought that like my number one takeaway here is for Pat Riley, who now twice has lost out on or missed out on a star. In the Kevin play. Durant case, I just don't think that they had enough, even if they offered everything. I just don't think they had enough for him. But even there, it was like I, I remember the the reporting on that it was like, well, Miami is really reluctant to include X, and they're you know they really don't want to include. It's for Kevin Durant. You clear the table. Same goes for Toronto, by the way. Like Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes better be a goddamn Hall of Famer. Like if I'm a Raptors fan and he stopped me from getting Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard, Scotty oh, Barnes better win a couple there MVPs. Never, there was never even a conversation with him about about getting Dame, but um, yeah. But but like OG, they I mean, were they willing to trade OG and OB is another question. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and I just think and 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 look, Masai is, is a relatively. What are they doing? What is Toronto doing? What I, are they I think for? I think they're waiting for global warming to wipe out all of the southern cities, and then like eventually the town's going to head up there. Okay. But like I I think I think for for like even Masai, who isn't an older um, executive, he's you know he's been around a little while, but he's not a yeah, Pat Riley type. A while. Um, but he's not Pat Riley. And and I think even he has now on a few occasions tried to overplay leverage here. And the concept of leverage is a very fickle one in the NBA because like you always say, shit changes quickly. Every and day. and I th- and I think here in, in, in all these cases, when Superstar X becomes available, team Y that wants to land him has to be willing to pay a proper price for that player. And we learned that with the Lakers getting Anthony Davis. We learned that now with, with uh, Damian Lillard going to Milwaukee. We learned that with Paul George going to the Clippers, like time and Rudy Gobert, they're going to be, those picks are going to be extending all the way through till Avery's in college. (laughs) Um, You know, like if you want a really good player, you are going to have to pay up. And the idea that you're going to take advantage of some leverage, these teams now, because of, where we are shifting culturally, these teams are now more willing to be more patient and wait for some other team to come and provide them the leverage that the other team well, thinks that they have. When when they have the ability to do so. Yeah. Right? Like, again, the four years for Dame matters. What, like, even if, you know, we talked about this last week, and what if Dame goes the Harden route and makes it difficult? Okay, cool. For four years, Dame, you're gonna do that to yeah. yourself for four years. Mm-hmm. Like for six months is one thing. For four years, just no. That no, especially guys who like KD. We talked about this with KD. Especially guys and Dame is like this who like love to hoop. Not everybody in the NBA loves to hoop. The guys that love to hoop, they're not sitting out for years. You might try to make a point here and there, but you're not sitting out for years. So, I mean, look, I think. I think this is the. I think Joe Cronin and Portland come out of this better than anybody, even better than Milwaukee. I do think Milwaukee will be better. I also think they will miss Drew. Um, Portland, I think got got a really good haul for Dame, 
and are probably going to turn around and trade Drew. And they can probably get what Miami was offering for Dame for Drew. Mm -hmm. So they basically get to trade Dame twice, if you look at it that way. Um, And I think their team got better. And they were able to get off of Nurkic's money, which they've been trying to do since the since the earth became warm the first time <laughs> they've been trying to trade this dude forever yeah um, that's what i didn't and, get from, and they, from and phoenix's they standpoint not send him to miami because miami did not have as good of an offer but they did not send him somewhere where they look like villains in this you know and, and dame has a chance to win i don't like obviously this is the best group that dame will ever play with and he has a chance to win the city of milwaukee which i have a soft spot for uh, one of my closest friends lives in Milwaukee, so I go visit Milwaukee a couple times a year. I have a soft spot for it. It ain't Miami. So Dame does not get to go to his preferred destination in that way. But I think from a basketball sense, this is significantly better than what was in Miami. Oh, yeah. The team that he's joining right now is immediately championship favorite. I think if he goes to Miami, they are the third best team, second or third best team in the conference. Um, but yeah, I, I, I also though, um, I also think like the second kind of macro takeaway that I had on this was with players where, and with stars and especially stars that have multiple years on their contract, this idea that they are going to be able to be free agents at at any point in their, in their contract. No, that's not flying anymore. You know, um, I think if Damian Lillard and we've we've agreed on this and I've I've made this point a few times here and on Twitter, um, and I'm not calling it X, but I I had Damian Lillard and his camp approached the uh, approached Joe Cronin and said, "Here's a list. At the top of that list is Miami, but here's a list that you can viably go to these teams and." therefore ask for more from those teams, right? And Miami puts everything on the table. Portland agrees to that trade. Damian Lillard goes to Portland, or to Miami. Mm -hmm. And um, now we found out later, um, I think Mark Spears uh, reported this, that the the, the Damian Lillard's camp eventually went back to uh, the, the, the Trailblazers and said, Okay, fine. Here's a couple other teams in the last week or ten days. Yeah, yeah, and and at which point Portland at, started asking around, started fielding more offers. Uh, the loudest of those offers were obviously coming from Toronto. The loudest um, of those rumors. The loudest of those rumors. I kind of wonder if the reason for that amount of noise was because of Masai's relationship with Aaron Goodwin. He has a pretty good relationship, um, reportedly, with Aaron Goodwin. And if he was trying to, and if he, and uh, if he was trying to do Goodwin a bit of a solid uh, to, to, you know, get Dame to a decent spot if it wasn't Toronto. And, and I think here, if he, you know, the, the idea that these, that, that superstars are, you know, can just move. Cause in this case, how many players moved? It's Damian Lillard. It's Drew Holiday. It's Deandre Ayton. It's Yusuf Nur- Nurkic. It is Tamari Kam, or Tamani Camara Carrera. Never heard of that guy. Um, and Grayson Allen. And um, I'm not convinced that this is the end of it. Because no, it has not gone. It has not been called into the league yet. So I think it's possible another team is is roped into this, and uh, Drew goes somewhere. And Drew's routed somewhere else. But that, as of right in now, fact, that's possibly what? Miami. 
that I I really want to be on the phone. Like I really want to be like, can we put that <laughs> trade negotiation trade negotiation uh, conference call <laughs> for everybody to hear for Portland <laughs> to, to call Miami? <laughs> hey, uh, you interested in another point guard? Um, but yeah, I I uh, as it stands right now, six players right have moved and. Uh, you know, three teams have gotten involved and, you know, that that's a, a, a pretty decent swath of, of people whose lives are now different today than they were yesterday. And, yes. and, and, you know, uh, the idea that this, the, you know, this, the superstar empowerment era, it was going to continue in the way that it was, I think was a little far-fetched. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of pushback. Do I think that we're ever going to get back to, and do I think we should ever get back to where the league was before? No. Um, I think it's good that players have a little bit more power and especially stars have more power. Like the best evidence that we, that, that like stars in general should have is like the impact that we've seen with Taylor Swift in the NFL, where like every article I've seen about last weekend has somehow involved Taylor Swift. And it has changed like, the economy uh, as as she gets ready to go to a game in New York, right? Yep. Stars do move mountains. They I mean, they should have that power. one especially apparently. Yeah, yeah, and 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 in this case, like I, I understand why Dame wanted to, you know, as he approaches the end of his prime, wanted to enjoy a run in a city in a market that he really likes. Um, however, if you really really wanted it that badly, you could have been a free agent and you could have gone there. You know. And, and in, in, in this case though, I'm, I'm, I'm also glad that it does wind up working out where Damian Lillard will get to compete, albeit not in the market that he wants to, but on a really, really good team. And we get to see him in a, in a scenario that we haven't been able to see him to this point because Portland was so ineffective and inept while he was there. Yeah. I'm not rooting for it. I, I, I'm not rooting for Milwaukee. I think it's funny that this happened in Miami as, as it is, but I'm not, I'm not rooting for it. I'm, I'm a cheerleader for foolishness. So I, I want the chaos. I want it to blow up. Um, I don't like new people winning titles. <laughs> Just think well, I, they, they've won one. You yeah. Know. Dame hasn't. Oh, I'm not in like the superstars or the, like the real, I'm not, I, I, we, the club is full. I don't need, we don't need anymore. I'm not, I don't root for that. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I, I don't. I was rooting in, in the my in the excuse me the Milwaukee Phoenix series. I was rooting for Milwaukee one because of my like my godson. Affinity huge is a huge uh, Bucks fan lives in Milwaukee, so that was part of it. And I is prefer Billa's kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I preferred um uh yeah my nephew my godson whatever. I prefer um I preferred Giannis getting his first as opposed to. Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Aiton and that group. So I was rooting for Milwaukee, but now like, no, we don't need, nobody else needs to, needs to join the club. And yeah, I, I, mean, I preferred, I preferred Joker getting one to, to the Miami guys getting one last year, but I know I don't need the club needs no new members. No, no to Dame. Well, I, all right. I, that I, Austin Reeves, it can, just Austin Reeves can win his. Austin Reeves can join the club. He can win his first. Yeah, like it, if the if the Lakers are in the championship, I'll have obviously significantly stronger takes here. I just I'm looking forward to seeing Dame 
in games with bigger stakes that he has a chance in, right? I mean, like, yeah, okay, he had yeah. ze- he had zero chance against the Warriors in that series, zero he had, whatsoever. He had no chance against the Warriors in any series. He right, that's 12, what I mean. Going twelve against the Warriors in. I'm the- really excited to see him in some of these games with bigger stakes that he can, you know, he he might he'll be a favorite in, right? Like he'll, this I will mean, be there, there was a betting favorite as of now. This will be the first time in his career that he'll enter just about every playoff series and be the favorite in, in all of those series it stands now. So, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and that I think is, is kind of cool. Now, if one of those series are against the Lakers and they are the favorite against the Lakers, I really look forward to laughing when they fall on their face or if they fall on their face. I mean, um, I look forward to laughing when anybody falls on their face. Cause I'm just, <laughs> I'm a cheerleader for foolishness. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to ask you about some of what we've heard about how it all went down too, because you have a unique perspective on on this stuff. And, um, you know, one thing that's that's been made pretty clear here is that Milwaukee was able to keep their pursuit very quiet. And uh, I how, how, I guess, is my like, how, how does how does a team like Milwaukee with Giannis, who was very publicly applying pressure to the organization, mm-hmm. appear to come out of nowhere. How does that happen? So it happens. It doesn't happen often, but it happens. And the reason it doesn't happen often is because there is usually something to gain from one side. Um, so somebody leaks it, right? How does it happen? Somebody leaks it. In in a negotiation, in a trade negotiation, obviously the GM slash decision maker, president of basketball operations, whoever it is, is involved. Um, Once it gets to the level of approval, the owners get involved. And there's a, you know, there's usually a few other people that, that know at at least a few other people within each organization that know about the discussions as they're going on, depending on how collaborative an organization is. Some organizations bounce it off more people, ideas off more people, some fewer, but there's always, unless you are the Neil Olshay Clippers, Donald Sterling, Neil Olshay Clippers, who like Neil Olshay literally took and made every single call and didn't talk to anybody. He was just yeah. a one man band there. Um, other than that, it's it can be pretty collaborative and there's a bunch of people. But some organizations, frankly, are are, are tighter than others. Um, and when the players themselves don't know about it and the agents don't necessarily know about it, it's less likely to get leaked. If somebody has something to, if somebody, if somebody had like, for example, if Portland had, if Portland wanted to go back to Miami and thought that Miami could beat their offer, this would have gotten leaked. Portland would have leaked that, that Milwaukee is interested, you know, maybe a package built around X. Um, but they just didn't, they just were actually not, not even spitefully. They just weren't interested in what Miami had to offer. They were not, whatever Miami could get to did not move Joe Cronin in the Blazers. So I think there was less incentive. And of course, Milwaukee doesn't want it out there. They want this done. They don't want anybody knowing and hearing about it and trying to jump in over the top. So I I think that there was no incentive for, for anybody to have anything out there. And it was tight enough that in each organization, nobody was trying to get a favor with, with, a, with a, a newsbreaker, right? So, you know, lots of guys in organizations you know, assistant GMs or lower level people, they want favors from Sham, mm-hmm. they want favors from Woj. Next time a job opens up, you know, 
Woj will say, so-and-so is interviewing for the GM job at here. You know, here's his great resume. You know, he's a strong candidate for whatever. So it's all like horse trading and trading favors, but it was few enough people in this one that, that needed something that it just was able, and it probably happened more quickly than these things usually happen, which um, also would lead to it not getting leaked. But it is, it is fairly, uh, it, is, it is fairly uncommon for something of this size. It happens, but it doesn't happen all that. Like, I think, when was the last one of this size? That was, I think it was, it was uh, uh, Mitchell. I think it was Spider when he got traded to Cleveland last summer. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's New York. Maybe we're talking New York, New York, New York. Here's the, and then out of nowhere, it was like, nope, he's done. It's Cleveland. Yeah. So it happens. It just doesn't happen that often.